This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Alexander City, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. Morning, Passion Church family. And for those of you that have tuned in on social media, we welcome you as well. Praise the Lord. This is the day the Lord hath made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. If you have your Bibles, would you hold your Bible up? Sonia's going to put it on the screen, and we're going to want you to say this with me. This is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. Today, I will be taught the Word of God. I boldly confess my mind is alert. My heart is receptive. I will never be the same in Jesus' name. God bless you. God bless you. The title of my message this morning is, (laughs) Are We Having Fun Yet? (laughs) Look at the person next to you or around you, if you have somebody close by, and just ask them that question, Are We Having Fun Yet? You know, Christians, Christians are supposed to be the happiest people on earth. So the title today of my sermon is, Are We Having Fun Yet? My scriptural reference this morning is from John chapter 10, verse 10. John chapter 10, verse 10. It reads like this. The thief cometh not, but for to steal, to kill, and destroy. I am come that they might have life, that they might have it more abundantly. Now, out of that passage of Scripture, if you're taking notes this morning, I want to bring out two things of this Scripture that talks about the kind of life that he has made available to you and I. Now, you know when he went to the cross... He doesn't just go to the cross to remove our sins. You know, we we use the, the, the saying, our sins were nailed to the cross, and that is so true. But that's not only what took place when he hung on the cross. He hung on the cross for the removing of our sins. By the removing of our sins, it produced a life that is abundant life that we only find in him. It's not in the world. Now, somebody would say, well, I like some of the things that are in the world. I enjoy some of the things that the scripture says we're in the world, but not, not of the world, but we do live in it. Amen. So I enjoy a nice home. I enjoy driving a nice vehicle. I enjoy nice clothes. And I don't think there's anything wrong with wanting to enjoy these things. Because he's made them, and when when he was making planet Earth, he made all this, and when he got through, he said, and it's good. In other words, he was pleased with it. And in the garden, when he made Adam and Eve, he wanted them to be able to enjoy those good things. 
They talk about the Garden of Eden. They say it was dressed nicely. Had everything they had need of was in the Garden of Eden. And God wanted us to be able to experience the good things of life. Now, Kelly was talking this morning about tithes and offerings. And as I was listening to her talk about, you know, we don't like to use the terminology of finances or money in the church. But just like any business, the church has to have it to operate. But the money is not our objective. The money is used to complete our objective, and that is that we may be able to go out and win the lost. So we're talking about abundant life, and, I, and I'm so glad that you're asking that question this morning. Well, Pastor Ronnie says in that scripture that he came to give us his life, what is abundant life? And I'm glad you asked that. Look at your neighbor and said, he's going to tell me. <laughs> what is more abundant life? It's life in an abounding fullness of joy and strength. Now, I'm going to say that again because I want you to get this. It's an abounding fullness of joy and strength for the spirit, for the soul, and for the body. Or we could say it like this. Physically, spiritually, financially, or emotionally, emotionally. It's for every aspect of our life. Abounding fullness of joy and strength. In, second, or in Galatians chapter 5, turn there with me if you have that. Galatians chapter 5. And I'm just going to use three of the beginning of the talking about there, it says, but the fruit of the Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, and peace. Now, there's, there's others that's been added to that, but I don't want to crowd too much into our thinking this morning. I want to keep it as simple as possible because I'm learning that as I walk out my relationship with Jesus Christ, I have to take it a little at a time. I think sometimes, even when I'm studying the Word and I'm preparing to bring the message on Sunday mornings, a lot of times certain thoughts of Scriptures will begin to come to my mind, and it's like I can't write it down fast enough, and I say, Lord, I'm thankful that you're giving me these Scriptures, but you need to slow down a little bit. <laughs> See, when the Word is in you, it's going to come out. He'll bring it. He says, and I'll bring these to your remembrance. But sometimes I have to tell him, Lord, slow down a little bit. I want to use those scriptures, but it's just a little too much for my little computer here, my computer brain, to kind of put it all together. And I know it's the Lord putting those scriptures in my heart. And he'll do that with you. But I don't want to cause what we call overload. So the way that I walk my salvation out with Jesus Christ is I am learning that even in my study time, if I get a thought that the Lord has placed within my heart, then I pause and I set the book to the side and I meditate on it. 
and the, the scripture says, and I preached it on one of the Sundays here not too long ago, about our thought pattern. And one of the things is was that we are to meditate on the word. So for me, and it may be different with you, but for me, when I get a revelation from the Lord or a scripture that comes to my heart, immediately I'll just stop and I'll close the book and I just meditate on that. And I find that there's gold nuggets in that one passage of scripture or even in just one word. We're talking about abundant life. And I'm talking about, and to answer the question, what is abundant life? Abundant life is being able to hear from God, receive the things that he's talking about of the fruit of the Spirit, like love and joy and peace. But I think sometimes if we're not careful, we'll read and we grasp a hold and there's so much there that we lose sight of the real thing God is saying to us to try to live out that day. You see, I think, you know, when I get up in the morning, as a a businessman, I have a lot on my mind. A lot on my mind. I know Kelly has a lot on her mind. And a lot of times during the day, I'm corresponding with her. I'll talk to her. And I say, don't forget, we need to do this. And it's always we. She said, no, it's not we, it's me. But I'm, I'm sharing things that we need to do. This needs to be paid. Don't forget to go by and do this. And, and, and thank God for a wife that is a secretary and a mother and a cook and a laundry uh, doer and all of these things. Thank God. I'll tell you what. If I had to hire somebody to do what she does, it would cost me well over 100000 a year. Well over. But I'm so thankful that all she requires is that I take her to an Italian restaurant once in a while and wine and dine her. I thank God for that. In fact, when she just kind of looks at me like I'm, I really don't want to cook tonight, I'm thinking, you got it, girl. <laughs> it's almost like anything you say, just don't ask for a raise. <laughs> And a trip to the beach. She loves to go to the beach. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, and peace. The kingdom of God, the scripture says the kingdom of God is not meat nor drink. But it's peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. Now, you know, when you get born again, you get God the Father... God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. So, one of the gifts of the Spirit that He'll work with you on and He'll begin to help you to develop is joy and peace. And we're talking about having fun. Christians should be the happiest people on planet Earth. And if we read this scripture and it says, I have come. He didn't say, I'm going to, I'm going to come. I have come that you might have life, peace, and joy, and happiness. Look at your neighbor said, are you still sad? sad? 
I read a sign the other day on a church sign and it said, smile, it looks good on you. But you know, what God is after, he's not, you know, sometimes, so oftentimes, especially as a kid growing up, my dad was a pastor. My mom played the piano in the church, led the choir. I, growing up, <laughs> it seemed to be that life seemed to be living for Christ was a life of do's and don'ts. You know, my mom would say, now we don't do that in the church. And I'm thinking, well, but can we do it at home? (laughs) And the answer was no. But so oftentimes, when people come to know Jesus Christ as a personal Savior, we as church people have a tendency to put all these rules and regulations And Jesus said, I've come that you might have life. So what we do is after they become born again and they receive Christ as their personal Savior, we in the church that have matured in the Lord, we mother them and father them into the faith. Yes, we share. But we live the life before them, an abundant life, a life of peace and joy. And happiness. And I'm convinced today with all of my heart that one of the reasons that more people do that they don't want to have anything to do with this thing we call Jesus is because they're not seeing life and life more abundant. What they're seeing is that we're just barely getting by. You know, they say, well, I... You go to church? Oh, yeah, yeah, I go to church. But in the lunchroom or on the job, they see us with more cares, more problems, not knowing how to even deal with it. And they're thinking, if that's the Jesus, I'll stick with that that's in the world. Because in the world, they partake of things that take them out of temporarily, out of the world of struggle, the world of, of frustration, the world of pain and heartache. And the world offers them this temporary solution. But you and I that have received Christ as our personal Savior, we have something so magnificent to offer them. We can offer them a life that's more abundant. And it's not up one day and down the next. It's not that I'm up and feeling good because I took this substance and tomorrow I'm right back down in the muddy grubs. No, we need to show them that Jesus, his life, his peace, his joy, and whatever it takes to follow him is truly worth it. I love the God that I serve. He has blessed me abundantly. And when I get up in the morning, the first thing I say to him, Lord, you are mine, and I am yours, and I'm yours to command. A lot has to do with how we start our day as to what kind of day we're going to have. I love to put on my internal praise music. I get in the shower, I shut the door so nobody can hear me, and I just sing to the top of my lungs. 
and I praise him. Sometimes it's a quiet time. Sometimes as I'm standing there in the shower, Kelly says, well, you've been in there an awful long time. I'm just worshiping. Letting that hot water wake me up. But I'll just stand there and say, Lord, I thank you. Thank you for a beautiful day. I don't know where we're going, but it's going to be good. How do I know it's going to be good? Because he has offered me an abundant life today. It has to be good. You say, well, the scripture says, Ron, in the world you have troubles and trials and tribulations. Oh, but read the rest. But in me, you have peace. In me, you have peace. Praise the Lord. Well, you may be asking the question, and I'm glad that you are, and those of you are taking notes. Number two, how do I get this more abundant life? Look with me in John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave. You know, he's still giving. He's still giving. He gave his son, but folks, I tell you, he's still giving. He's giving to those that seek for it, for those that desire of it, that peace, that joy, the happiness that comes only through knowing Jesus Christ as their personal Savior. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish. I like to... The Bible says, you know, we're not to add to or take away. But I do want to throw a little something there that says he wants to give them life and life more abundant. But should not perish, but have everlasting life. Everlasting. Not up one day and down the next. It's an everlasting, ongoing. Ongoing. It's not just... Well, God, I'm with you, and I'm going to walk with you until about lunchtime, and then from then on out the rest of the day, it's, it's my world. Isn't it amazing when we, we go to Disney World, we take our vacation to go see the rat or the mouse, whatever it is. And, and, we're, and, we're, and we're, we're standing in line. Now, we're on vacation. And, and yes, we're born again. And, but we've kind of put him, well, we left him at the church. Because we're like, God, don't bother me now. It's my time. Not really knowing that we just left the joy. By leaving him out of our vacation. There is no such thing as a restful vacation without Jesus Christ. I know I've tried. As a businessman, I'd go to the beach and we'd sit there and lay out on the beach and, and soaking up the rays of the sun and drinking our iced tea. And I'm, all I could think about was the jobs that's going on back home. When God was wanting me to just focus on him so that I could enjoy my time with him. And as I'm enjoying my time with him, he's going to see to it that I'm going to enjoy my time of vacation. So how do you get this abundant life? 
Well, the scripture in John 3.16 says that he gave his only begotten son that so whoever would believe in him will not perish but have everlasting or abundant life. That's where you receive your abundant life. That is the abundant life. It's in our receiving of Jesus Christ. I think sometimes, especially if, if we've been in the church in a length of time, they say, well, you know, Pastor, I, I know that scripture. That's, that's an old traditional scripture. For God so loved the world. I think sometimes we need to go back and really get a good glimpse of what does he mean when he says, I loved you so much. What he's really saying is, I love you so much that I gave up my son because I want you to not be up one day and down the next. I'm not saying that we're not going to have trials and tribulations, but I want you to have peace. I want you to know what joy is all about. And I want you to be, now listen, he's saying, I want you to be contagious. Are you contagious? I think one of the, one of the greatest compliments that was paid to Kelly and I, we were off doing a concert and we got ready to leave after we had been invited out to dinner or into the home with the family. We had a wonderful dinner. And I believe it was the brother there in North Carolina that had the trucking company. He said, Ron, I'm always so glad to see you. But it's so sad to see you leave. One of the greatest compliments that people can give you is they are looking forward of your enthusiasm, your joy, your peace, your happiness. When you enter a room... That you light it up. But when you leave, you don't leave it dark. You leave the light on. And Tom Bodette with Motel 6 used to say, we'll leave the light on for you. We ought to take that slogan to heart. Wherever we go, I'm going to leave the light on. Because I want them to be able to see how to continue to follow me. Because where I'm going is where my father has brought me and taking me, directing my life. That I can be a benefit to mankind. I'm going to tell you something, folks. God, God's not looking for your perfectionist. If he was, he would have never chose me. Talk about a man with a bunch of junk in his trunk. And probably still have. Ask Kelly. She has, yeah, she's been, over 42 years of marriage, she's been cleaning it out. Telling me, get rid of this and get rid of that. But that's what God's looking for. He's looking for you to be contagious with peace, joy, and happiness. And you can get that when you receive Jesus as your personal Savior. You say, well, now, here in the sanctuary, I don't know about you that are watching on social media, but here in the sanctuary, you may be saying this to me. Well, Pastor Ron, I've received Jesus 
as my personal Savior. And I want to say, well, then you have received the greatest gift that mankind could ever receive. But my question is, what are you doing with it? Are you contagious with this peace and this joy and this happiness? Are people glad to see you come and sad to see you leave? Are you entering into a room of darkness and causing the room to be light now with your presence because Jesus is in you? And are you leaving the light on? Because that's what he's called us to be. Salt and light. Amen. Are we salt and light in the world today? The best place that you can begin that is right in your home. And in your home church family. You've heard me say this before. I need you and you need me. I need the light and the revelation that God has placed within your heart and in your life. And you need the revelation and the love that God has put in my life. I can't do without you. But you can't do without me because iron sharpens iron. We need each other. I'm so excited when I come in and see you begin to come in and fill these seats. Because it says to me, I need Brother Ron. I need Sister Kelly. I need Brother Lonnie. I need Brother Phil. I need Sister Teresa. I need Miss Sonia. That's what we're saying. I need the fellowship of the brothers and sisters in the Lord. You know why I need it? Because outside these doors is called the real world. And I come to get my strength. I come to receive my joy and happiness that you offer. And it fills up my cup so that I can go out and be a light to the world. So if you're here today and you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, I'll tell you, you are in the right place because... It's right here today that the Jesus that I asked to come into my heart, he's in our midst. He's in me. And for many of you, he's in you. So he's here. He is here. And he's knocking on your heart's door saying, come. I have a lot of abundant life to give you. You want peace this morning? You want joy? You want happiness? You want to be contagious with this stuff? Then ask Jesus into your heart. Would you bow your heads and pray with me? And for those of you that are on social media this morning, if you don't know this Jesus, you want this peace, this joy, the happiness that I'm talking about, it's yours for the asking. And for those who are in the sanctuary and those on social media, if you'll repeat this prayer After me, dear Lord Jesus, I believe you are the Son of God. Forgive me of my sins. I repent today. I ask you to come into my heart. Be the Lord of of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. (laughs) Now, if you just prayed that prayer... And you prayed it for the first time. We have some information that we want to leave with you. 
We also, those who are watching on social media, we have information that we want to get into your hands. That information is what you'll need to continue walking in an abundance with Jesus Christ. Now that you have him living in your heart. That's why we come together as well. Is that we're strengthened by the word of God. So that we can go and be all that God wants us to be. So as we close today. I am convinced. That what God is searching for in the hearts and lives of his people today is to be that light. I preached a message one time. It was entitled, Are You Plugged In? Are You Plugged In? I used the analogy and I had a little, I had a little lamp that I brought and I plugged it in and it came on. And then when I unplugged it, the light went out. I said, you know, the light is only as good as is when it's plugged in. You and I are only as good a light as long as we stay plugged in. We have to stay plugged in. Not just to him. Plugged in together here. Fellowshipping one with another. Drawing strength one from another. Praise the Lord. As we close, would you bow your heads? We'll pray together. Father, we thank you for your word that's gone forth today. We thank you, Father, for your anointing. We thank you for wonderful praise and worship. We have truly set in your presence. Better yet, Father, you have come and set on our worship. And we thank you for that. Now, Father, I pray today that you will go with us, lead us, guide us, and direct us throughout this week. Cause our hearts and our minds to stay plugged into you that we can bring happiness to those around us. Let us be salt and light. We'll stay plugged into you, the source. We pray it in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's word. For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church.